baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, good morning to you. You're listening to the Mark Cox Morning Show on the first day of February. What do you think, Carl? Rabbit, rabbit. Thank you. I was and waiting I saw for a it. rabbit today. <clears throat> Did you really? And I sent it to my child, <laughs> and she said, "That's only one rabbit." Wait, I don't know what this is. Rabbit, rabbit. Look, you will now see it on Facebook <sighs> all day. You'll now hear Carl say it from Once this point month. forward forever. <laughs> Did. A little superstitious when it comes to that, but that uh, rabbit, that's rabbit. what he does. All right. Uh, anyway, it is February first. Glad that uh, that you're with us this morning. Let me let me tell you how my day started off. I'm I, I'm a very patterned person in the morning. I get up at the same time every day. Have to do this to function to work this shift. Get up at the same time every day. Do the same things. Take a shower. Go downstairs. My coffee's made. I set it the night before. Um, pour pour my coffee in my coffee cup here. My my my! I don't have a Stanley. I've just got a like a Yeti looking cup, which is better. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I reach into the refrigerator. I I do two things every morning. I have a glass of orange juice because I want the vitamin C to ward off whatever illness is going around right now. Um, and I get my cough my liquid coffee creamer out of the refrigerator. So I get them both out. I set them on the counter. Coffee sitting there. I poured it in my cup. Not even thinking unscrewed the lid on the on the orange juice as I normally would and poured it into my coffee. Oh. How does that taste? Well, I had to dump it out. I I, I couldn't drink coffee with orange juice in it. You, that, could, you didn't even try it? Just oh no. That's did just, you have more coffee to pour? I did. I, did. Okay. I, I make about a half pot every morning. You should so, have tried it. Maybe you could have invented the next big <laughs> drink and then you wouldn't have to do this and wake up in the morning anymore. That's how my morning has uh, started off. Uh, I just have to tell you. And it didn't end up as, as badly as Ethan's. We're going to get him here in the studio in a minute to tell uh, his frightful story of what happened to him this morning. So I really can't complain after hearing that. He's going to come in here after the short list and explain the the near disaster that he faced this morning on on the drive into work wow not a good way to kick off february right at least it's going to be what 55 degrees today i heard my friend matt chambers say this morning wow yeah mid 50s 60s tomorrow it's going to be nice uh we're going to be wishing it was spring already i can't uh, i can't wait isn't groundhog day tomorrow is that tomorrow yes it is Puxatani Phil warming up. Uh, I big, heard that Puxatani Phil's already come out, and we're going to face at least two more weeks of Taylor Swift. <laughs> come on, Carl. That <laughs> deserved on. a bump. Oh, sh- no. Carl's there a little slow on the update. I was this looking morning. at three o'clock. It's going to be sixty-three degrees. Ah, nice, nice. According All to right. the crap app. Uh, the crap app. That's that's exactly what uh, our meteorologist friends would call it. Let's get to the shortlist, please. The Mark Cox shortlist. Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. That's uh, my senator and yours, if you live in the great state of Missouri, Josh Hawley. Uh, Love watching this guy on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Yesterday, he sliced and diced Mark Zuckerberg. 
if you think that Instagram is not hurting millions of our young people, particularly young teens, particularly young women, you shouldn't be driving. <laughs> You're probably not smart enough to drive. I knew we'd get some brilliance out of John Kennedy yesterday. Uh, just part of his comments as well from the Judiciary Committee. Prior to me entering Congress, I had had a lot of threats on my life. I had even had times where um, I was there were actual, you know, attempts made. Honestly, show me. I, I, I want to believe that Cori Bush is telling the truth. But if there's an attempted murder of a United States congressman, it's network news. We've never heard any of that since she's been elected, but she sure claims it a lot. Of the Missouri delegation, the three representatives in our area and one from the Kansas City area that I checked, none used campaign funds for security in the first three quarters of 2023. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Send Lauren Traeger out there from Channel 4 Investigates and... Uh, let her let her look into that. I'm, I'm glad she asked the question. It, it, it's an interesting it was an interesting report by Channel Four, um, kind of playing into the whole uh, CD one uh, race, right? I think because you've got Cory Bush on one hand claiming her life has literally been threatened, not not just an email threat like Kim was talking about yesterday, but she has there have been attempts on her life since she became a U.S. congresswoman. Show me the person who's sitting in a jail cell somewhere for attempting to kill Cori Bush. Show me the police report because surely a sitting congresswoman would call police. Thank you. Show me the police report. Maybe it's just been handled by her gang of security officers. Her husband. Buried the body in a field somewhere. I, I don't know. All I'm saying is if that's happened, show it to me. If not, shut the hell up. Stop <laughs> claiming that you've been that you've had your life literally th- taken into danger by somebody trying to kill you if that hasn't happened. And she's shown no evidence of that. She just gets on MSNBC with Joy Reid last night and bloviates about it. So we're going to talk uh, more about that in just a couple of minutes, I promise you. Also want to get into the fact that there w- there were a couple of more murders yesterday, right, Kim, that uh, local media is reporting on that brings the, no- the January numbers up to a point that they they're matching up with the 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 heavier crime numbers we had from a couple of years ago. Now, that doesn't mean that's a trend for the whole year, but interestingly, we had a chance yesterday to talk to St. Louis Police Chief Robert Tracy. Uh, he made himself available to the to the media yesterday. We were the first ones, I understand, to get him on, and we're going to have his his uh, interview at about six thirty five this morning. Now, we didn't have the end of the month figures on crime. Uh, of course, he he he's in, during his year in office, he's taken some credit for crime going down. Uh, but we asked him about those questions. We asked him about the the why they haven't released the the report on the school shooting over here fifteen months later. So stand by, and we're going to get to that for you this morning at about 6.35. Right now, I ask Ethan to step into the studio because, you know, I'm complaining about pouring orange juice into my coffee this morning absentmindedly. Your day almost got off to a worse start. Almost, yeah. What what happened on – it was on 55, right? Yeah, I live in Arnold. I take 55 north all the way in, you know, every morning. And everybody knows 55 is just jacked up right now because (laughs) of construction. I mean, it's just terrible. Yeah. But – um. It was around, I think, Bates because it's where it, they finally opened it up to four lanes. It's usually like two or three lanes. Um, I was coming up and I'm like noticing there's headlights coming at me. And I was like, 
that's a little strange. Yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe it's like one of those construction workers that are there or something. But right. this guy's moving. And lo and behold, here comes his truck. I mean, he was <gasps> in what would be considered my fast lane and his slow lane, I guess. Just barreling straight down the highway at us, and there's a couple cars with me. We are all peeling off everywhere, honking, and yeah, it was just crazy. Did they realize was that they he were weaving? Did he realize this at some no, point? I have no idea. Like he didn't react at all. He just kept going down the road like he was just Whoa. driving to work. The question is, how long had he been driving down the wrong way and <laughs> right? not realizing right. or not caring could be the other option. Well, that's what I told you when we come in. I was like, I have no idea where this guy even got on the highway yet. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's a huge barrier going between, you know, north and south. So he got on. I mean, he had to, like Carl said, he had to get on on an on-ramp and come down the wrong way. Sue, what do you usually find out about uh, wrong-way drivers? Wow, that's super scary, Ethan. Uh, Wrong-way drivers, uh, usually, and I I don't want to. Uh, but oh, but usually it's, it has to do with um, imbibing. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> or, or, you know, uh, it sounds like if uh, when you say truck, are you saying a pickup truck or are you saying tractor trailer? No, it was a, it was a, like a pickup truck. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably. That's why at my first guess. I thought it was like maybe one of the workers, you know, sometimes like one of the crews out there yeah. or something. But You have to wonder. I don't know if anyone called police. I know you're probably just trying to keep yourself right. safe. And not... I actually thought that. I felt yeah. bad that I didn't call 911. Like, it's one of those things, though. You, I was like, did I just see what I just saw? Mm-hmm. You know? You're in oh, that would be so scary. Yeah. I... Yeah. Well, we're glad you're safe. I, yes. I've been driving downtown for 30 years now. I, that has never happened to me, oddly, as many times as we've reported on it over the years, both at uh, in the news and, and here. But I was once told by a cop, if if you're driving... In the middle of the night on any highway, never drive in the fast lane because if there's a drunk driver driving the wrong way, mm. yep. they'll get into what they think is their slow lane to attract less attention from police. Oh, and that's gosh. going to be your fast lane. Yeah, and that's so exactly where he was. I've kind of always followed that advice. I try not to drive in what would be the left lane to me, but the slow lane to them. I've never heard that, but it makes complete sense. Yeah. I mean, it here's does. the thing. If you're driving the wrong way, it doesn't. it's funny their their mindset of like, you know what? I'm going to attract less attention by driving in the slow lane. I don't even know right? if many but of them realize driving it, the wrong way. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. They don't even realize it. But you guys, you're right. I wonder where he got on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because it, there is a barrier. Right. And no reports of accidents down there on 55 no. anywhere, huh? No. Wow. So uh-uh. he, was, he would have been going 55 what he thought was south. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Well, Ethan, we're glad you're all right. I am Yes. Too. Yeah. You know, a- it's funny. There's a reel going around, too. Somebody else just saw this. Somebody was going to uh, down to, what is it now, Enterprise Center. And they saw a guy going down the wrong lane again. So this is like. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I've seen people driving the wrong on way. On which road? Uh, I think they were on 40. I think it was oh, a 40. Was a, oh, yeah. This was on Instagram. Holy. I saw it on yeah. Instagram oh. last week. So it's a common thing apparently now. You just yeah. drive down the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, uh, drinking and driving. It, whew, the effects of that. Uh, it's unbelievably bad. No, it's scary. A, that's the truth. All right, Ethan. We're glad you're all right. Thank you. Thank uh, you. For coming in and sharing that with us this morning. Be careful out there folks. Uh, let's get to our national anthem and a lot more news. I want to get to, to what Josh Hawley pulled off yesterday in the Senate when we get back. Stay tuned. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. If you think that Instagram is not hurting millions of our young people, particularly young teens, particularly young women, you shouldn't be driving. You may be too stupid to live if you don't think social media is affecting our kids in a negative way. And this is not breaking news. We've known about this for years. If you're a parent and at some point you haven't gone on and set parental controls on your child's phone, you've been negligent. Sorry, just bringing a little bit of truth here. Uh, Everything is available on the Internet these days. And if you don't think your kids are looking at it, you're crazy. And if you don't understand the apps they're using, uh, you're being uh, intentionally negligent. Putting your head in the the sand does not make that okay. Um, It doesn't. Your, Your kids are being subjected to things that... Well, we don't really even know what all they've been subjected to. We know the Chinese certainly want to circumvent um, and undermine what we're doing in this country. They're doing a lot of that through TikTok. So yesterday, Zuckerberg, the TikTok CEO, the others got called in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And I don't know how a crisis communications team for a multi-multi-billionaire like like, um, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't prepare him for moments like this? Like, what do you do if one of the senators challenges you to turn around and make a comment to the audience? But based on the deer in the headlights look from the Zuck, nobody had it, nobody had prepared him for this possibility. And I say, you go, Senator Josh Hawley. So you didn't take any action. You didn't take any action. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't compensated a single victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing these streaming efforts to, uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. You know, why, Mr. Zuckerberg, why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim, you hide behind a liability shield, you can't be held accountable? Wow. Wow. I mean, that you couldn't write a TV script like that. Yeah, Josh Hawley, I feel like, is one of the best <laughs> at doing exactly what we just listened to. Oh, he's, he and Cruz both are, are masterful at this. But I, I the, 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 the lawyer, the, prosecu- the prosecutor in Hawley pops out, or the, or the attorney in Hawley pops out, and, and he knows how to do that. I don't know that he's been a prosecutor. Um, but he, to get Mark Zuckerberg to turn around and apologize to these people. Now, here's my question. Because Senator Hawley followed up with a very good question. Why haven't you been sued over this? Did you hear that at the end of that? Yeah. If So if you've turned around and apologized, here's what Zuckerberg said. It was kind of hard to hear in that uh, audio because nobody expected it. So he turned away from the microphones and addressed the audience, which is why it was hard to hear. I'm sorry for everything you've gone through. It's terrible. No one should have to go through the things your family has suffered. 
And then he goes on to say, this is why we've invested so much and will continue doing industry-leading efforts to make sure no one has had to go through the type of things your family's had to suffer. Hmm. If I'm one of their attorneys, I'm using that as my lead uh, introduction to the lawsuit I'm filing today against Facebook, where the CEO admitted that he's yeah. responsible for the death of my child. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's why an attorney would probably hmm. say you don't do that. Yeah, just you, don't. you don't say sorry for certain things just, because they would say that admits guilt. Just say I would be happy to meet personally with the families, but I don't think this is the place for something like that because every situation is different. That's probably how he should have responded, but he didn't. And it's making headlines everywhere this morning. Even the Post disgrace covered it. How about that? Some positive uh, press for Josh Hawley in the Post. That doesn't happen every day. Hey, we'll get back to Kim on a whim in just a minute. Stay tuned. Kim on a whim. All right. I don't know the last time you guys have flown uh, in, in an airplane. Uh, probably for me, it was April of 2022. That would have been my honeymoon. Wow. Yeah. That's been a it's while. It's been a while. No kidding. Yeah, I flew last year. I but... was I was pregnant pretty shortly after the wedding, and I was very sick. I imagine an international flight was the last time I flew, probably coming back uh, from uh, Germany in Oh, August. yeah, your trip yeah. last year. You had some really great travels last I year. I did, no kidding. And you have some this year. Hopefully. Italy? More than one. Italy, and then uh, that, by the way, I'll just mention since you brought it up, there's still a couple spots left open on that trip. So, uh, conservativetours.com, if you want to go with us, we're going in uh, the end of April. So. Well, I don't think anyone loves having to go through security. You have to take off your shoes and your belt if you're wearing them and all this jazz well, TSA has has rolled out this facial recognition technology as part of its screening process. It's only at 25 airports right now, but it was just, I guess, released that they're actually kind of quietly rolling it out to 400 U.S. airports in the coming years. First of all, there are 400 airports. <laughs> How yeah. many are there? Oh, I mean, most cities. I know, have so, a I know, couple. like Jeff City. Like there's yeah. some smaller ones, but my mm-hmm. gosh. So anyway, they're they're rolling this out. They're thinking that it's going to be fully operational. They're thinking like 2030, 2040. So there's still several years before this would be a thing. But I wanted to get your take on this because obviously there's some people, travelers, but also people in Congress who are not happy about this and privacy. saying, yeah, saying it violates your privacy. And I was actually very interested to see that of the 25 airports that it's already currently operating in, it's not at Lambert nor O'Hare. I thought for sure it'd be at the Chicago airport just because it's such a a hub. I mean, so many people travel out of Chicago. Let me me make sure I understand what what you're saying here. This is not just like a TSA pre-check thing. Like you have the option to go through this line where it'll speed things up if they're able to do a facial scan of you and clear you sooner. They're wanting to do this at the main line at TSA? My understanding is this is like main security, but what you would do, it's, it looks like an iPad. And you, it, I saw this demonstration on this story that was done, done on this when it initially rolled out, and it looked like there was a place where you would insert your photo ID, and then you would put your face in front of this camera on this iPad-looking thing. To make thing, sure. And it would make, it, yeah, it just makes sure that it's matching. Like the worst nightmare of every college student at Mizzou, that they would try to match your face with the ID you've shown them. Ma'am, this is not you. You have a completely (laughs) different eye color and hair color. I'm not going to, I had my, uh, I'm not going to say what I I had my own fake ID. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. But but the point is, I mean, that's your worst nightmare if you're trying to sneak in somewhere. At the airport, that's a little more, I I don't know. I mean, 
if they're if they're really doing it to make us more secure, it strikes me that is one way to get you there. Like I watch spy movies and I love to read spy thrillers and all this stuff. And all of these people have um, they have drop boxes all over the world where they go in and they just pick up a new passport with a different name and identity on it. And usually it has their photo on it. So that probably wouldn't stop somebody who was a really good terrorist from getting into the country. Um, but it might improve security. I mean, I get the I get the risk of wanting to have the the, the, the government having a, a scan of your face. You may not be comfortable with that. It's funny that you say that because I thought you and I would absolutely disagree on this. As I'm reading it, I'm, I'm seeing people say, oh, you know, this is full-blown national surveillance state mm-hmm. if we do all this. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not that mad about it. Like, if it if it takes me more time to check in, I'm more irritated about that. Now, they're claiming they're not going to be using this information, this data for other purposes other than to make sure it matches your ID. Now, do we know if that's true? Obviously not. That would be the concern. What do you – you have all this information. What are you using it for? But, I, I mean, I, I – it is important to me that I feel safe when I fly. You never know these I'll, days. I'll, when's the last time there was a major air disaster? Mm. 9-11? Well, major. Like where probably, somebody yeah. kidnapped a plane and did something horrible with it. Yeah. I would agree to this if they do it to every schmuck breaking into the country on the southern border. If you're going to scan the face of everybody coming, because we don't know who those people are, it's much less likely that a known terrorist is going to try to sneak onto an airplane and fly into the country when they can just walk across the southern border. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that pisses me off about it. Don't don't blow smoke up my rear end telling me that you're going to you're you're doing this to address security concerns at the airport when we have no security at our southern border. Does uh, that make any sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Although I'm surprised that people haven't come out yet and said, actually, I feel like I did see a, a comment about this saying that it was discriminatory because some people might not have photo IDs and it's very difficult then and it calls them <laughs> out if they don't have the opportunity to do that. Nonsense. You can't fly without a photo ID. People will still find a way. To, people will still find a way to say that it's I think we should do it for voting or you should what? Do it for voting. Wow, that'd be great. I'm just telling you. No, okay. So so but but on a serious note here. If you're going to scan people's face to get into a place like that, it, here's what you need to know. Do you know the most targeted country in this world when it comes to terrorists? Who do you think that would be? It's not the US. I was going to say the US. It's Israel. Oh, yeah, that does make sense. Israel, yeah. you remember the, the the all the terrorism that happened to them at the Olympics uh, in the 70s and people trying to kill Israelis. It, the, the airports in Israel are the most secure places in the world. And you know how they do it? Uh, they do it through facial recognition. They've got cameras all over the place. When you get off the, off the, the uh, uh, transport uh, bus, the taxi, whatever took you to the airport, there are cameras scanning the crowd looking for faces and if they recognize one that is a problem Mossad or somebody intercepts them before they get on the plane I'm just telling you this is already happening all over the world I was gonna say how many times are you on camera like even when I walk in a neighborhood now I'm aware of the fact that a lot of people have these ring cameras and some people have it set up where if you're walking by and it picks up audio like when I had it it got actually so annoying because anytime a leaf would blow by, it would send an alert to my phone. I could click right into it and pick up a live feed of that and listen 
to whatever was going on outside. So when I'm taking a walk in my neighborhood, I always remind my husband, like, heads up. Not like you're saying anything bad, but if you're having a private conversation, their ring door doorbell camera could pick up that enough. audio if sure, you're close could. enough. Yeah, yeah. It, it could. Here's the other thing. If you're offended by this, and and I there, there's just a skosh of libertarian in me that that is that can see the privacy concerns. I understand that. I understand. It. I understand that. But but if you are on social media, if you have a Facebook account, an Instagram account, a TikTok account, I could keep going and going. A Truth Social account. If you've ever had your picture posted on the internet, there's a good chance. Your facial structure is already in a database somewhere. I'm just telling you, there's too much available publicly out there, really, to, to, I mean, in other words, the ship has left the dock. Yeah. If you want to complain about this now, uh, it's probably something that should have been addressed or banned 25 years ago, because now there are very few people who have no social media. And if you're on social media, your face, your picture is out there and can, can automatically be um, probably found through a database and compared to another photo. I, I'd be shocked if that's not the case. Well, these are the same people who are upset about that, who post nonstop mm. updates of every single thing they're doing. Here's the coffee shop I'm at. Oh, here I am on vacation right now. By the way, my home's vacant, criminals, just so you know. I, I, you, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, right? Like if you're willing to post that information, but then not this. I'm I'm very shocked that you're on board with this because I, I don't I don't know that I'm on board with it. I just kind of have see, a big problem. I just kind of see it as inevitable. Yeah. I mean, if it, if you can prove to me that it's going to improve security, that's fine. But you also have stupid people who run the TSA who think it's okay every year to make a big deal out of the number of firearms that were caught at TSA checkpoints. Yeah. Because without intent. That's not a threat to anyone. If the person carrying the gun that was caught at TSA is a known terrorist, or you can prove they were getting on the plane with ill intent, that's a story. But when you say there were a record number of guns found at TSA checkpoints last year, and they're all shocked and awed on the TV news when they're telling you that, and then you find out that well, they were all legal concealed carry owners. They just forgot they had it with them. And they had to turn around and go back out of the airport and put it back in their car or take it back home or whatever the case was. And there was never any threat there. This is the mentality of the people that run the TSA. So at that point, I might have some concerns about it because I don't think they're very smart to begin with. Uh, the ones making the decisions, not the people working at the at the gate out here. I, I'm, not, I'm not insulting their intelligence. I'm just saying the people that have put this system in place are not the sharpest tools in the shed to begin with. Mm -hmm. So you're suddenly telling me we have to have facial tech, uh, recognition technology to make airports safer. I I'm not sure I'm buying it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not sure I'm buying it. But I also think that you can't argue um, that it's it's anything new. You you can't. You can't claim right. to me that your, vi your, your privacy is more violated because when you walk into an airport, guess what? Smile because you're on camera. You walk into any store and yes. smile, you're on candid camera. City streets now have surveillance cameras because the crime is absolutely ridiculous. So you're on camera pretty much everywhere you go these days, it's, yeah, which you, is shocking. Criminals still do the crimes they do, and some of them get away with it. But it's like, how stupid are you when you're willing to commit this? And you know darn well that your face is smack dab on that camera. I'm with you, you don't care. It's, it's, it's food for thought for sure, Kim. Thank you.
Appreciate that. Coming up, uh, January was a pretty deadly month in St. Louis. Now, we got we got statistics that said crime was down in the city last year. Uh, there may be a trend going the other direction now. Uh, we did have a chance to sit down and do an interview with the new St. Louis police chief. He's been in the job over a year now, and he finally started doing some radio interviews. Uh, you're going to get to hear from him at about 635. Stay tuned. This is not about some sort of like political stunt here. This is not about, this is not what this is about. This is about this president being a president for everyone and showing up, showing up for this community. That's what this is about. I'm not going to get into some sort of political stunts about drinking, about drinking water. So, so yesterday Fox did a really good story on, on uh, Joe Biden finally deciding to go to East Palestine, Ohio all this a uh, year later, right? Over a year later. And the, and you know, the, the mayor up there was asked about it and he goes, yeah, I, I thought he should have been here a year ago. I, I don't know where he's been. Now he should probably just wait till after his presidency is over and he's on his book tour. Like in other words, what's the point of coming now? Mm-hmm. And that was Corinne John Pierre trying to, trying to explain away why he just didn't show up. To, to this major disaster, and and then Fox put up the st- uh, Brett Bear put up the, uh, the statistic that explains exactly why because the county in which this happened voted for Donald Trump like seventy five to twenty five percent. Wow, went to Trump, and the Biden people just didn't care. Mm-hmm. They didn't figure they were losing any votes there, and they they just didn't care. Wow, everything is a political calculation with this group. Yeah. And I'm going to get into this a little more when we have some time later in the show. You know, James O'Keefe used to be, of course, with Project Veritas. He's not with Project Veritas anymore, uh, but he did do some undercover work for his new O'Keefe Media Group, OMG. Isn't that that good, O'Keefe Media Group? Uh, it's called OMG. It, it, it's pretty. I never pretty, heard of it. It's pretty clever. Well, he started it because he got basically removed from Project Veritas. He let other people have a little too much power, and they kicked him out of his own company that he started. So he went undercover with somebody who's a member of the Biden administration. This guy is in tech and security, and sat down with James O'Keefe in disguise, with glasses on and makeup on, and all this stuff at a table. And, and basically admitted that people in the administration are desperately worried about Joe Biden, but they're afraid to speak out. Go, go to cut 13, Carl. Please. I think that they're really concerned about it. They, but they won't say it. Well, I guess if they say it publicly, Correct. Biden they is, publicly. is uh, no, no, no. they can't say it publicly. No, no, they've got it. They got to they say the it privately? So they know it. They know it. Of course they do. But yeah. it's the optics and, like, the scandal... I think they feel wouldn't be worth it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling just, you what I've heard. Like, yeah. If if they don't know it, then I question their own intelligence. This guy, this guy, by the way, all of his social media has been scrubbed, and to the best of my knowledge, he's probably been fired by the Biden administration if he hasn't yet. I mean, he went, he went there. He claimed that that they 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 think there's something wrong with Biden. They all suspect it. He hasn't been diagnosed with anything. But they're all scared to death of what a Kamala Harris presidency would look like. So they love to find a way to get rid of her so they didn't have to worry so much if he had to step aside. I mean, he just 
he admitted that they know everything that we talk about all the time that's wrong with this administration. But, of course, they're never going to admit to it. Right. No, and that's the thing. You hear people come out and say, oh, Biden's fine. There's nothing to worry about. He's totally fit to serve another four years as president. There's just no way that they deep down actually believe that. They have to say that. So so there's also the stupid factor here. Like you watch this guy and you're like, I cannot believe he's got a security clearance and works in the administration and couldn't have known the person he was speaking to for all that long, not knowing it was James O'Keefe. He must have it must have been a fairly new acquaintance. And they're sitting in a cafe having open discussions about this guy's concerns about the things in the Biden administration he should never have spoken about. First of all, as many times as people have been burned uh, by undercover video like that, this guy's probably not smart enough to work in the administration. I mean, my my guess would be his boss has looked at him and said, "Are are you stupid? Like, what? Why would you? First of all, even if you think these things, admit them to somebody who wasn't your I don't know parent or significant other, as opposed to somebody you might have met in a bar." And then you suddenly decide that it's okay to spill your guts to them. I don't know if the guy thought it was a date. I, I haven't figured that out yet. But um, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Is is the only explanation for it for sure. Beauty fades, stupid's forever. <laughs> yeah, that, that is absolutely true. Dagan McDowell couldn't agree with that more. Coming up, we'll get to our interview with. St. Louis Police Chief Robert Tracy here. Why he says they can't release the video from the school shooting in St. Louis yet. 15 months later. We'll be back. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 